it's here. It's here. It's not queer, but it's the World Cup. <laughs> Qatar 2022. Uh, wow. Uh, it's always a, it always comes up as a surprise, even though we've been talking about it for the longest time. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's going to be the, the bulk of our discussion. But before we do that, it's the so. Two Guys, Two Mics, Two Pints show. Bottled episode number 113. And uh, that's Henry and I'm Nestor. And, uh, yeah, man, the World Cup. The World Cup is here, man. It starts in a, the first game is a Sunday, so is yep. that four days? Yep. Oh, man. Uh, As per usual, I feel like a lot of the introductory matches are usually kind of mid, you know? Like, I remember that South Africa game and... Uh, the Russia game. And South Africa versus Mexico. Yeah. I mean, actually, that was pretty lit. But I'm talking about, like, as far as, you know, skill. There was, and the, There was that, that wonder goal. I think it's, like, oh, everyone's attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The uh, Everton legend. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, the the whole attraction thing from the, the, the spectacle of the first, like, introduction and all that shit. And then, you know, they have whoever's performing and all that. Everyone's energy is devoted to that, and then like, you're a little burnt out. Now you have to watch the host country, who's usually not that great. Yeah, that's the weird thing. I mean, apart from Brazil in recent memory. Brazil. Russia was ass. Uh, yeah. South Africa. Uh, they were. Yeah, yeah, they're not that good, man. Uh, South Korea that one year. Yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah, dude. Uh, I, I, I want to get into it, but... But that's going to be, like, the bulk of discussion later. So let's talk about, like, the, the, like the I guess, the main topic that's been in the headlines lately. Yeah. <laughs> um, Can't miss it. So, Man. <laughs> yeah, uh, I guess Ronaldo did a, an interview with uh, Pierce Morgan. And um, it's, you remember Lukaku last year? Yeah. This is that on all types of steroids yeah yeah one because he's like the face of the sport still and it's um, in english like straight english and you know for lukaku you could argue is a different language different questions being posed but <laughs> yeah, yeah uh yeah. ronaldo didn't hold any punches back that no, was surprising that, that he did it um and there were some things that i will say though that he wasn't wrong but it was wrong of him to say them um, so just because you can doesn't mean you should. Yeah. And him, you know, given his age, given all the experience that he has, it feels like, like not only with the decline that he's had in skill, it, I don't say he's losing it like dementia, but it, it's almost like he's become a lot more delusional as well. Yeah. I mean, this is a guy that's almost never known the word no. You know, he gets his way. One of the most skilled we've ever seen. But he's he's at a point in his career where he can't really be uh, this kind of demanding character that he's always been, you know. And uh, I, I agree with you. Actually, the the most factual and telling stuff was him talking about the infrastructure at United, the lack of development since he last was there, which was almost a whole lifetime ago. It feels like, you know, it's a testament to something that we've been saying for years. Fans have, uh, you know, former players. And, and I'm glad he brought that to the forefront. Uh, where I felt that he took it too far and I don't agree with was some of the things he said about Rangnick, um, you know, who was appointed as a caretaker manager for one. And the fact that he had more problems with Rangnick 
than he did with Ollie. Is it's very telling because Ollie's a great guy, great manager as far as a you know people person. Rangnick was gonna demand more out of Ronaldo and asking him to do some of the, you know the the less uh, you know enjoyable uh, stuff. So um, yeah, I think it's not a good look for Ronaldo and yeah maybe he might get out of United now, but what kind of club is gonna want to take on a, a, a egomaniac like this? You know somebody who clearly has a perception of himself that isn't quite true. And I don't know if you agree with that or disagree. Or um, I think, and I know this is kind of like uh, like the opposite of what I was just saying, but I, I think that his decline is a little overstated. Has he declined? Absolutely. And I don't know. I, I guess I'll be generous and say that he's 75% the player that, that we used to know him as. Whereas he thinks he's one hundred percent that guy, and and we also have to like you know take into account that the kind of player he was previously is is not so applicable to today's game. Um, today in today's game, you have to be somewhat of a Swiss Army knife as far as having the whole package of being able to press off the ball, uh, being able to maintain the ball. Well, I mean, especially when you're considering what kind of system uh, Ten Hag wants to play. Yeah, Not everyone yeah. has that, really, but Ten Hag does especially. Oh, for sure. And, and Rangnick was trying to do that. Yeah, you know? exactly. Um, Rangnick was just doing what he could with those tools. And I felt like things were unfair against him looking back, maybe. But, um, yeah, Ten Hag is, is really the guy that's going to come in and change the culture to the way he sees fit. Um, and Ronaldo just doesn't fit in that. Yeah, he's yeah, just he not that kind of guy. Uh, you're not gonna, you're not gonna get the same thing that you might with someone like uh, Alanga, and even Rashford to an extent. Yeah, so, even Marshall, if I'm honest. Uh, you know, yeah. from from a systematic, you know, scheme perspective, and it's that's why I say it's very telling that he was very welcoming and and complimentary of of uh, Ali, a guy who we don't have a, an idea of what his system really was. It was really vibes, you I'm know. Looking back, yeah, and and it's very telling. So. Yeah. Um. So he says all this shit, um, and then he's talking about how he felt disrespected by not just the the manager, but also anyone in charge. You know, just due to the, I guess the you know the trouble that his family had in the beginning of the season. They they lost a the child. Yeah. And uh, like another child got ill, but apparently. I don't know if it was if it was Ten Hag or anyone else in the like in the executive positions. Yeah, were doubtful of it, and he felt insulted and hurt. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's grimy. Uh, yeah, if if, the, if all that's true, you know, then then maybe you know he has a reason to to have those kind of gripes and just not feel any any remorse and you know just firing at free will the way he did, but. You know, I don't. Like, it's it's hard to to kind of take the side of United in that stance. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a very weird circumstance. Uh, but like, if I'm if that's true, that is you know uh, unfortunate. And but you know, if we're talking about just football, he had a great season with with Ali. I what was like twenty goals or, or thereabouts. I don't know. He had a a, a good season by for him, but the team yeah. was not winning. And that's that's the fact of the matter is that Ronaldo cannot contribute to top-level football to contrib- contribute to a winning side. 
um, at least not as a starter and as like a focal point that he used to be. And I think that's that's a, that's a tough pill to swallow for a guy who's been esteemed as one of the best in some circles, considered the best. And it's it's tragic, man. And and I hate that he had to do that interview with Piers Morgan too. Who, um, man, that guy he's a one of the biggest sensationalists and. He knows what he's doing by getting certain headlines yeah, and, and, and knows, the questions he's he knows asking. He fuck all about football. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he knows a little bit more than, I'll say, like, you know, the general person. He's an Arsenal guy. He always has been. And in the past, he's published articles criticizing Ronaldo and shitting on him. So now that he's, like, a big fanboy, call, he called him also, like, the, the greatest player of all time. I'm just <laughs> like, come on, bro. Are you really... Are you, are, I mean, you can make a case and, and, and everything, but I feel like he's doing it just to appease to Ronaldo. Yeah, exactly. He did not pose any challenging questions to Ronaldo, and that was my problem with it. Uh, you know, give him a platform, but, you know, challenge him and, and ask him why he feels what he yeah. what he feels and, and, and things well, like that. I mean, that. No, Ronaldo wouldn't take the interview if there was not and any, that's, any, yeah. any hardball questions. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, but all in all, man, I mean, going forward... Um, they all, there was also a lot of spectacle made out of the way teammates treated him in training with the national team. That and that that is one hundred percent like all just media trying to lap everything up. I was even watching ESPN FC last night. Mm-hmm. You know that moment with Cancelo. Yeah, we were yeah. kind of talking about it. Like my first idea when I saw that was there's a moment where they're in training and we don't see the full context of the clip, but they're in training and Ronaldo's kind of trying to relax. Cancelo, Cancelo looks heated and he kind of swipes. Ronaldo's <laughs> arms away, um, and everyone's like, "Oh, it's because of that interview," like automatically. But in my mind, I'm like, "No, there's probably something that happened that he was probably annoyed of." Yeah. And Ronaldo was either like kind of making fun of him or like, you know, whatever. And it, it turns out that someone did a hard foul on him in training, and he was pissed off. Yeah. And um, then the Bruno one was kind of weird too, and that one makes more sense considering they share a clubhouse. Mm-hmm. However, I don't, you know, I don't know how much there is in that as well but yeah exactly it's just not a good look man um i think you know it it doesn't help his case uh maybe this was something that should have been resolved behind closed doors maybe he could have been candid with the board but man you know something had to happen something had to have happened for it to get to here and yeah and i'm sure he's saying stuff to them on a daily basis too i don't think Ronaldo's the kind of guy that's gonna hold his thoughts <laughs> yeah. he values himself very highly so he's not going to hold his thoughts in and then just do an interview randomly yeah this um, it was all planned had to be but yeah but yeah, yeah uh, we'll see where what happens we'll see how his world cup is um i don't know portugal to me right now as much as i like them and talented and, and you know they have some great players like with all that going on and then you know a manager who may be somewhat inept as far as the modern game Apparently, United also took down like his mural from uh, from Old Trafford. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, <laughs> um, so it's kind of like already. It's it, it's yeah. probably already set in stone that they're going to get rid of him. But who's going to take him on? You know, that's that's the thing. Well, just release him. He probably doesn't want to be there anyway. So you know, just you release no harm him no foul at that point. But you know, whatever club may go for him next, he's going to demand a bag. That's just. I can't. I can't imagine he wouldn't. It's Ronaldo. Yeah. yeah. But who want? Who would justify that bag? I don't know. I really. I think at this point, maybe a move to MLS is the is the wave where he can escape the scrutiny. And Do you think if he has like a great World Cup, and let's say great is I don't know five goals, four or five goals, if he if he does pretty good. Do you think that'll 
change other teams' opinions of him, other clubs? Uh, I mean, I don't. I personally don't think so. And it's it's not because he like wouldn't deserve it, but it's just it's the reality. It's like his age and and you know his temperament. No, no, I, and I I totally <laughs> agree. I I just. But no, I, that's a good case. That, like it would that that's what would help. That would raise his value yeah. for, for himself. Um, you know the thing uh, about the World Cups in the summer as well is usually the World Cups are within that transfer window. Mm-hmm. So, like remember James who had that amazing World Cup, uh, and there's always like some star that gets like over overvalued. Yeah, and and some club suckers in like James exactly. So. You know, it's kind of like we're we're in a, in a different situation now where there's still going to be some time where like, oh, Ronaldo did great, but then we have time to reflect and yeah, maybe uh, maybe maybe we should stay away. Yeah, but yeah. you know, the marketing and the spectacle that he brings, people are still going to want to see him, and you still have that inkling that he might you know go off for another I don't know, ten fifteen goals for the season. I think it's possible, but, you know... It's entirely possible, I think. But those I, kind of players at that age typically go to, like, lesser sides, you know? Mm, yeah. Maybe, like, fringe, mid-table. Yeah, but you're, yeah we're not going to see him go to, like, a and I, yeah, That's why I think MLS makes the most sense for me, uh, where he can maybe do what Zlatan is doing. Uh, well, what, what he did at Galaxy, for example, but, you know, Zlatan today, right? I mean, he doesn't play a whole lot. He's at AC Milan, and he's a legend there. But he knows his role. He knows he's not a starter. He's he's not going to play over Giroud, over Leal, over uh, De Ketelaire, overall even Messias, Junior Junior Messias. So there's there's an assortment of players that are ahead of him, and he knows that. And with Ronaldo, I think he's he just wants to be on the field, and he's a gamer. Like I can't take that away from him. But you can be yeah. a gamer in a league that maybe merits that level for you now. Uh, and I just kind of would would like to see him in person too. You know, <laughs> even if it's at Bank of California or. Or uh, dignity. The dignity. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, it's crazy, man. I've never seen anything like that. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't happen. And we saw it last season with Lukaku, but... And that was weird, too, especially after they spent $100 million for him. Yeah, that, and that one is weird because he he's not like... It's not like he's old or damaged And, and it wasn't like he was in playing. It, it was just... He was injured or something at that point. God damn. That was nice. He was injured at at that point, and it wasn't like he had fallen out with the manager. He just, out of his own free will, did that weird interview. Whereas this, uh, this with Ronaldo feels like there was some vitriol behind it. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's Ronaldo, and we'll see what happens with him, what club he ends up with after the World Cup. Um, before we start talking about like um, national teams and different uh, uh, selections that were made, there was some news that came out on Monday that uh, I think it was Monday that Ivan Tony is being investigated by the uh, English FA about some uh, some betting um, I don't know some some misconduct regarding betting. Yeah, and it's not just a one-off thing. Uh, yeah, and that, and that's that was my assumption that there was maybe a misunderstanding or something. Uh, and it comes to light today that it was over two hundred occasions. Yeah. instances uh you have a better grip of this because i didn't really look into it um yeah it was a uh, it was over like i want to say like a six year span or maybe less like it's it was a uh, years though it was about i want to say like 271 bets or something like that within <laughs> that time 
and a few even or at least reports suggest that a few were even on him himself or on the team that he played for like one was like seven to one odds on a yellow he gets a yellow he cashes in it's that's a very easy one to do too by the way if you're a player 100 percent and, uh, and and that's why, like when I first thought, I'm like, okay, did they bet on? Did he not bet on himself scoring or something like that? Uh-huh. Whereas, like, scoring is harder than not scoring, right? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, and then that's that's a that's a that's a tough one. But, but uh, a yellow, that's so easy. Yeah, take your shirt off. Take your shirt off. You know, leave a stud up. Uh, and you know, it was crazy because uh, going into the World Cup. I was thinking that he may have a chance to be a backup, like like a reserve in case someone got hurt or something. Yeah, oh, he, I think in my opinion he deserved maybe a full on call up. No, no, I I agree, but he would have basically taken Callum Wilson's spot, uh, who who's from Newcastle. He's like really the last nine that they have. It's really Harry Kane and uh, you know it's it's not there's not a whole lot of nines in that team, but it's yeah. Harry Kane and Callum yeah. Wilson. And I, I thought that Ivan Tony, off of his play, uh, maybe Jared Bowen as well, d- deserved to be there. Uh, but now it makes sense, and I think the FA has known about this, I feel. And it's just like they were just coming to the evidence and, and waiting on the claims and all that. So, yeah, it's tough. You don't see that a lot in sports. Um, no, and you think it, you would more because in Europe they're a lot more, um, they're a lot more accepting of sports betting. Yeah, and it, the irony is, like, he plays for Brentford. They have the Hollywood Bet sponsorship on their jersey. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, that's that's ironic in itself. And, you know, let's not go far. I mean, his his national team teammate, uh, Kyrian Trippier, uh, he, he actually did some sports bets as well. Oh, that's right. But yeah, his, his was that. very, like, far removed from himself. He was playing in Spain making bets on Premier League football. Like, you could understand that. I mean, it's not... Mm-hmm. You know that's not a the worst thing in the world. Came of that either. Yeah, no, he he did. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, have to pay a fine or something. But like it was it wasn't anything crazy. Uh, but no, this I think this could be like very damaging to his career. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, uh, there's people that are suggesting that he may never play again, just considering the the you know the gravity of of the uh, offense there. I wonder how much he's made off of it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it's dumb because he would have made so much more on the contracts he would have continued you know throughout Maybe, his career yeah. but but hopefully you know just what? send like a friend or something to bet yeah <laughs> you know? and he's he's a he's a really good player man it sucks because uh he's having a great season yeah and he's actually like a complete striker man i you watch him play and he's very composed he can finish well big body athletic he would yeah and the, the assumption was that he was going to get picked up by a bigger club yeah next yeah season. there's a lot of teams that could use him oh, sucked. Yeah, chelsea <laughs> yeah chelsea in particular but um, yeah, man, that's one that was kind of a surprise. Uh, you know, I guess as far as like maybe maybe a few days too late. Oh uh, yeah, for yeah, I was I was thinking about that myself. I was like, well, that would have been nice because he had a, a a nice brace against City and what, what a send off, <laughs> what a send off for his career. You know, uh, if it's if over. it if it does yeah hold, but you know that that was pretty wild. Um, I guess I, I'm actually kind of rooting for him. I hope he. Does his time maybe a year suspension hopefully and comes back but uh, yeah you know like in the NFL Calvin Ridley uh, receiver for the Falcons he kind of did something similar and he's missed the whole season so maybe something like that might happen uh, we'll see how they take care of it isn't it crazy uh, I know, <laughs> let's not go there let's not go there but betting is is a pretty big uh, transgression in the eyes of some of these um, authorities. Yeah. Bigger than some others. 
Well, yeah. And and again, there's loopholes sometimes, you know? <laughs> in this one, it's so blatant that you cannot find any loopholes in it. It's like, bro. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. for one, like, you bet it on yourself. One, it's, it's so egregious. Yeah, yeah. Like, how do you... Uh, yeah. How do you not hide that a little bit better, <laughs> if anything? And by the way, I'm sure, like, there's um, there's some collaboration that he may be even doing with the bookies on that, by the way. like, Oh, where, like, like the odds? Yeah, like oh. the odds. And then I'm sure that's something that may exist as well. Hey, man, like, nobody's expecting you to get sent off today. By the way, he's had a few sending offs this season. Or if not, at least one, I remember. Fuck. It's like, bruh, it's not looking good. Uh, it's not looking good. <laughs> 200 and whatever instances? Yeah. Oh, fuck. And it was a very specific number. Yeah. How do you get alerted to that if you're... Uh, yeah, yeah. I feel like I mean, someone's talking. Someone's talking, or, or there's just a, a, a crazy level uh, of uh, you know privacy issues so, that someone are, went to the to the president of the FA and uh, <laughs> they're like, uh, I heard something about you. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Yeah, I just wanted to clear the air. Uh, but yeah, we'll monitor that situation. Uh, and yeah, thoughts with Ivan Tony and his family and and Brentford, who are gonna miss him sorely. I mean, that's the one guy, along with Da Silva, that are just like, okay, those guys are are nice, you know? Uh, yeah, without those two guys, that team is championship. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's crazy how, like, just two players make that difference, but it's for Brentford. Yeah, it's all the difference. And they've had a few good results, but... Yeah, and Thomas Frank's a hell of a manager, um, so, like, he's going to for sure miss him, but... Yeah. We'll yeah, see. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, uh, well... World Cup? World Cup news? Yes, sir. So, uh, last time we spoke about it was the U.S. getting their, you know, their team. Was it Brazil and France? Mm-hmm. I think so. Uh, so, one of the other notable ones, uh, ones closer to home for me, is the, the Mexico national team. Yep. And, uh, fuck, the, the general consensus is that uh, people are very unhappy Due to certain people being called up and others not. I'll run through it right now. Just give me one moment. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So, uh, and, and this is one of the, one of the, I guess the bigger uh, generalizations of the team is that it's one of the older teams by average age of players. Yeah. And that's kind of concentrated, though. I, I don't know how... Uh, I, I don't know how the players individually, but the, the keepers for sure are all over 36. Mm-hmm. It's a, a Memo Ochoa, who's the star. You know, I, I, and uh, you know, speaking of Ochoa, I love him. Mexico legend. It's going to be his fifth World Cup. Uh, but... The whole, the whole idea of, oh, we can't wait for him to turn into prime, you know, Neuer or whatever. Yeah. Ah, that's so lame. I, I think it's just lazy. It he's, is. He's a great is. keeper on his own. But anyway, uh, yeah, Memo Choa, Talavera, who plays for Juarez. Yeah. And uh, Cota. Um, the, the, main, the, the major omission there was uh, Homeboy. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. the long hair. I, I actually feel like he should start. I, and I had the same opinion. I was actually on, on Xbox Live last night uh, speaking with, oh, uh, the dudes we went to Premier League Fan Fest, the Mexico mm-hmm, fans. Mm-hmm. And they're America guys. So, well, one of them is. And he's like, no, I love Ochoa, I love Ochoa. But I'm like, dude, this guy can be the next Ochoa. 
as far he as is. like he's an he's yeah. an acrobatic goalie, passionate. He's young, you know. His joints are good. He's you know he's got, he can pounce on. He's it. got a unique hairstyle like Ochoa did. Yeah, swag. Yeah, yeah. And he's a lagunero, so yeah. I have a bit so of a soft he's, spot. He's good looking. I mean, what else do you want? Yeah, yeah. That's uh, the next Ochoa. And yeah, this is a guy that you can bank on for the next you know ten twelve years if if everything goes well. Yeah, and, uh, and he's a proper keeper, man. Yeah, he's yeah. very good. Um, so yeah, that one was a. Uh, that was the big omission with the keepers, especially when you consider just, I don't know, how, how like, they're good keepers, too, Talavera and, and Cota. Yeah. Two ex-Chivas keepers, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but Talavera dude, played at Cruz Azul for a while, no? Or mm-hmm. am I? Yeah, 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 that's right. I think he played behind, like, and this is how old he is. I think he even played behind Osvaldo Sanchez. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, you know, that that alone kind of shows you. That was a really good uh, goalkeeper uh, battle that they had, like, between Mm -hmm. Ochoa and and, uh, Sanchez back then. Yeah, back in the day. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, dude, um, I think Acevedo 100% deserved it. Um, I don't know if you're going to start over Ochoa, but he deserves a, a ticket to the to the show. Um, so that was one of them, one of the like more clear ones. Um, and for the defenders, it was uh, Gallardo, who for me is... Maleta? <laughs> ah, dude, I, I don't like him. Uh, Hector Moreno, fucking zombie. Yeah. And, and he, he had a pretty bad day today. Uh, Cesar Montes, Jorge Sanchez, probably the best one in the defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gerardo Arteaga, uh, Johan Vasquez, uh, Nestor Rajo. I like Johan Vasquez. He's like one of the younger yeah. guys too, mm-hmm. so he's yeah, it's a good call. Kevin Alvarez. Um, for me, one of the bigger ones that was omitted was uh, Araujo from Galaxy. Yeah, yeah, I agree. He ended off the season great. Um, the last three, four months he played were, you know, I think proof enough to give him a spot. I don't know if he's starting over Jorge Sanchez because he's actually turned up in the last two seasons. He plays at Ajax. So no, yeah, he's at a different so level. So for the rotation's sake, I would prefer to have Sanchez on, especially over Hector Moreno. Yeah, and and there's also the opportunity to play one on, on the opposite flank, and and mm-hmm. you know if, if need be. Exactly. Instead of uh, Gallardo, who again is just he he's just like a, you know those wind up toys. If you just keep winding, it'll just keep going in a straight line. Yeah, yeah. that's him, dude. He he doesn't. Like he has nothing to his game other than running back and forth. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, that was the bigger one for me. And then the mid, Guardado, uh, uh, Edson Alvarez, uh, Hector Herrera, uh, Eric Gutierrez, Luis Chavez, Luis Romo, and Carlos Rodriguez. This is where, for me, it was like... The biggest uh, problem. Guardado, Guardado and, and Herrera, they have no business there. Guardado... For, like, captain or leadership's sake, yeah. Hachacha hasn't done shit over the last year. His legs are completely gone today in the game against Sweden. He was he was a fucking passenger, man. His distribution, which was his... Like, Best he, acid, like yeah. the, the idea of him, and that's the last thing that goes, your technique. Even that has declined so badly. He came to the U.S. to pick up a check and do nothing else, not even stay in shape. He, 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 offered nothing. he used to run like nonstop. He used to just have the greatest distribution. He's just a shadow of, of that. And uh, I don't even know if you can consider him a leader in the team. Yeah. it's. Uh, I feel like these guys like Guardado and, and him are just, it's a respect thing. Like, oh, it's like you're honoring their, their, you know, their careers and their heritage, but you sacrifice quality, you know, and 
The thing is, I'm not too familiar with the depth pool. You, maybe you might have a better idea of who should have come in um, in replacement well, of them. We made a big-ass fucking stink over getting Marcelo Flores. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know? Over two or three other teams. And then you don't call him up to at least get him that, maybe that somewhat experience or... Even, like, to showcase just, him. Yeah, just to just to give him that reassurance that, hey, you made the right choice by by sticking with your roots. You know, it was a very heartfelt post that he made when he got, when he declared himself for Mexico. In the times, in the, I think, one or two games that he's played, he, he's done okay. Yeah. I'm not going to say that he, you know, just completely showed he's out. Young. But he's young, but he's pr- very promising, you know? Yeah, he's promising, and you want to showcase those talents, like you said. I think he might have just deserved a spot, but also... Uh, uh, Fernando Beltran, you know, maybe I'm biased in saying that, but I think he's a great talent uh, mm-hmm. coming from Chivas. Uh, and you have guys like Luis Romo, or coming in Luis Chavez, Gutierrez. I mean, Luis Romo, he was promising like two years ago, and ever since he got that hype, he hasn't he hasn't showed to be that kind of player that that teams in Europe are going to be you know paying top dollar for, or at least medium dollar, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think those two guys are, are pretty uh, pretty big omissions. And um, I guess, I mean, I guess for youth's sake and, and maybe versatility, uh, Cordova, mm-hmm. you know, I think he's a really good player. Maybe he, maybe he's declined a little bit ever since like that, that height that he came up with about a year and a half ago, two years ago. But uh, he might still be more valuable than Ache Ache, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a tough decision to make, you know? Yeah. You, you know, you either go with, you know, and I, I, I say this because eight years ago, Jurgen Klinsmann had to make that decision whether to bring Donovan or bring in the youth of Julian Green. Julian Green came in, he did okay. Unfortunately, his career didn't pan out to be what was expected, but sometimes, you know, you are left with the regret of not taking a legend, you know? In yeah. this case, the legends that you guys are missing that should have been called up, and we can talk about it in a bit, but, like, guys like Chicharro, uh, I know yeah. Vela. Vela's kind of out of the question, unfortunately. But there's some guys that should still be on that uh, pitch, and I, I was actually. So. I think so. Yeah. And if and for nothing other than than maybe passion, like Chicharo, he still got he still got a little something in the tank. No, he, he does. for sure will will he kind does. of ignite you. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, talking with my dad last night, and he's like, "Well, there's something you can't replace, and it's just a nose for goal." I mean, like... Yeah, movement it, and all that. All the guys, and maybe we can transition out to forwards, but yeah. I look at this list, I, I'm looking at it now. You have Funes Mori, uh, who's had kind of an injury-ridden season. Yeah. Uh, you got Raul Jimenez, who... Same. Uh, so, yeah, injury-ridden and then also form, you know. He, like, And we've this has been the common cliche with him. He just doesn't look like the same guy since the cranium injury. Uh, Chucky Lozano, who for me is by far the best player on the team. Uh, that's that's totally fine. I, I think he's starting every game. Henry Martin, you know, I am an America guy. He's my my tocayo and everything, but it's just like it's a it's a drop off of what I'm used to seeing from Mexico. And sure, Tecatito's out. Um, and then Vega, I, I do enjoy his game, and I think he offers a lot. He's probably along with him and uh, Edson Alvarez going to be the two best for yeah. Mexico. Um, Diego Lainez doesn't make it. What are your thoughts on that? That that one's the that one's the the main one is uh, the the main talking point because you can say yeah he hasn't had consistent playing time in in um, in Europe and uh, 
there's also these narratives that the media draws up to that my dad falls into because we were talking about this too night. They talk about like the arrogance that the guys in Europe have where they feel like they deserve it just because they show up and mm-hmm. they have a bad attitude and and um, they're entitled and this and that. I'm like, you have to realize that the Mexican media is so nationalistic that they're that they're going to really favor the the um, the homegrown guys, the homegrown guys, or the guys that that stay there and that are vocal. You know, he's not a vocal guy. You know, he, he just plays and and in the last tournaments that he's played with a national team. He's been uh, maybe not the best player, but one of the best players, despite not even starting usually. You know, mm-hmm. you remember last year in the Gold Cup? Oh, yeah, he came out as a sub. So he, he tore it up, you know? So to have that, to not have that, but you're going to include dudes like Henry Martin and uh, and Funes Mori who don't bring that um, that sort of talent and that, and, and that willingness. I mean, it's, it's kind of it's confusing to me. The other one... The other big one, too, is uh, Santi Jimenez, who oh, has yeah, not yeah. been injured. Yeah, he yeah. offers a lot of the things that you say, that you claim that Funes Mori brings. At, in a better league, you know. <laughs> he's active. He's technical. I'm, what else do you want? But you're bringing in Funes Mori. It, hey, that, man, one, that, that one's, yeah. that I mean, one's I a, lo- a little sus, man. Like the common denominators, you know, obviously they're both Argentine. Uh, yeah, yeah, and he's it's nationalized and, and Mexicans as a, you know, as a rule of thumb, just completely hate that. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, ah, man, I, that one bothers me a bit, too. Um, you know, it, it, and... I, you know, for all the guys we did mention, I think even Chicharo deserves a, a chance ahead of guys like Henry Martin and Funes Mori. So absolutely, uh, yeah, uh, it sucks because uh, this is an already depleted team as far as injuries and maybe lack of uh, of a youth pool. Uh, yeah. And then on top of that, you don't bring some of the the guys who can make a difference based on politics. It it, it just doesn't look good at the moment for Mexico but me and my dad were saying yesterday it's like at the end of the day man uh, you put on an 11 in, in the classic you know green white and, and red there's there's a level that they raise so yeah, that's yeah. that's all you have left to bank on yeah they just go su- you just hope they go super sane and that's that's uh-huh. all you can go off because yeah. there's been way more talented teams in this on behalf and, of Mexico and that's what gives me and that's what gives me the balls or maybe the audacity I don't know <laughs> To say that we topped the group, man. Yeah, ah, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, was. hey, you gotta believe in it, but it's just like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think um, you know, I, I do know that it's audacious to say, and it's terribly proud. And I and I hate being irrational as a person like that. I like to be a little more calculated, but you know, I. I don't know. I just feel that like they're gonna raise a level and they're gonna surprise us. I'm. I'm cautiously pessimistic. Let's put it that way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, overall, I think uh, whatever we're missing uh, with with those guys, and yeah, uh, you know, you do want to develop youth. I don't think it's going to have too big of a bearing on on the next showing, and I think I think that one's more important is uh, to look forward to the 26. Because mm-hmm. generally speaking, this is this might be a wash too. Yeah, I can say that that we're going to top the group, but. If we're going to be, like, absolutely realistic. And, and I think they're better than Poland. I think they make it out of the group. I just feel that we got to look towards building um, for a 26. 
Yeah, yeah, no, it's um, it's not a, a World Cup where there's high aspirations, and uh-huh. I mean, we, we've I feel like we've known that. Like, for like the possibility of making it to like a semifinal or something, I don't think that exists. Yeah. Um, however, I, I don't believe in mm-hmm. World Cup experience. Uh-huh. I think that's that's fucking nonsense. You know, I think it can be useful, um, and a lot of people have even like referenced the U.S. Like, oh, they you know they there's only one guy who's had a World Cup in his system, DeAndre Yedlin. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Only one guy, but you know, we have eight years without a, a World Cup. Like, mm-hmm. what did you yeah. expect? You that, know, that it's I, like, that, like, yeah, being a World Cup team, that identity is not there. I mean, yeah. the same that Italy's going to have, and they have. That's two World Cups for them that they don't make it. That's crazy. So, yeah, no, but yeah. we're still going to look at them in four years' time as a, as maybe a contender or a superpower when maybe they're not necessarily that, or maybe they are. Yeah. Well, I, I'm not too. Yeah, despite they they won the Euros and stuff, I, I just yeah. They're not producing. Italy doesn't games, produce too. enough, yeah. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, overall, uh, the starting lineup they can do damage. My my worry for Mexico is depth. Depth. You're gonna have to rotate the squad. Tactics. Tactics is is a big one. Yeah, rotation too because there's a lot of older legs there. That's and yeah, that's where there's some holes. Uh, and you know, I think personally, uh, my prediction at least is like Argentina tops the group, and the the really important game is going to be the one with Poland. Uh, for we we I feel I feel like we diminish <laughs> we uh, we diminish Poland to just Lewandowski, but we forget that there's a lot of good players within that team. Like I mean, some pretty good players. Uh, you know, from goalie to you know midfield guys in Serie A, guys like Piatek who scored today. It's uh, it's they're no slumps, you know. So it, I think that's a very good battle. Teams that are, I think, are at almost an equal level. So that's gonna be fun. Uh, Saudi Arabia is an afterthought. Yeah, yeah. There's so just, it's like well, uh, in that region of the world, football's not really a thing. Right. It's crazy because like for from the Arabic speaking nations, it's really the African Arabic speaking nations that really ball. I mean, you got your. Your Egyptians. Morocco's pretty good. Morocco. They speak. Yeah, they all speak Arabic. Uh, Algeria, you know. It's, yeah, it's very interesting. But as far as, like, the Middle East, nah, man. I think, like, Qatar might be the best. I'm trying to see where, like, just out of curiosity, where Poland is in the FIFA rankings. Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, I don't really, I'm not going to really derive a whole lot out of it. Yeah, I mean, it's Uh, FIFA Fuck, they're in 26th place. Uh Uh-huh. We're 13 spots ahead of them. Man, Mexico. <laughs> nah, it's kidding. It's, it's, it's crazy <laughs> because that's... Um, I feel like Mexico has retained that position that position that, in the that, FIFA that, index. Like kind of, yeah, within that area between 10 and 15. And the past two years have been shaky, you know? Yeah, I, no, so it's I very mean, interesting how that works. You know, the crazy thing is, is like, t- tactically, they're not that great. And I think they can be a whole lot better. And Tata's not like a very emotional guy and... I don't know. Maybe maybe Mexico benefits from an emotional guy like, you know, like a Piojo Herrera, for example. Yeah. Maybe they need that sort of fire, and he has a better idea of football than maybe Tata has. Tata, he's gone from managing, you know, Barcelona to all the way down to United or Atlanta United. You know what I mean? So. Uh huh. Maybe maybe he shouldn't be. On the forefront of a manager that you want in today's game, yeah. Um, um, because I don't know. Today they didn't really have a whole lot of ideas, and they haven't had many in the last few years. They retain possession really well. That's their game. That's that's always been Mexico's game: short passing, possession. 
Uh, but I don't know. There, there's something missing there. So that's one of those things that you got to really look at. Yep. Um, okay. Uh, so um, let's look at the other teams that, that kind of uh, came through with their teams. Okay, so I guess before we continue, um, some sad news, and and this is a, uh, um, I, I don't know if it always happens, but um, Nkunku from from France mm-hmm. is going to get his first World Cup is actually out. He got injured in training, and um, you know they deemed it a they deemed it bad enough for him to, to rule him out for the World Cup. Uh-huh. <clears throat> uh, it looks like he had some kind of a collision with uh, Kamavinga or something like that, and uh, yeah, was not able to continue. It sucks, man. I know he's got a very promising future. He's he's had a great two seasons as it stands. So, yeah, you know, he, he was, he's exciting. Um, he so. is. He is. I, I don't know how much he would have participated, if that means anything. But it's still nice to be there. The saddest part was that. From what I heard, reports that Gamavinga was receiving a lot of, uh, like, you know, racial and verbal abuse for that, despite it probably being a total accident. So you always hate to hear that. But, you know, truthfully, Giroud mm-hmm. and Benzema, those, I mean, that's, that partnership alone I, is I would think better that, than most. I would think that Kunku gets more minutes than Giroud. Nah, man, I, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't like, know. Like, based on, on his output the last two seasons, Giroud's nice. He's been, like, a very good player for France mm-hmm. but I, I think he has a chance to even become the top scorer but I mean no question about it Nkuku's a future he's sure. a stronger point yeah but at this season though um Giroud's having a monster season is he yeah yeah I mean I just follow Milan a lot and um he's you know scoring assisting so I'm not and Nkunku compared to like last season he has slowed down a bit, but he's still massive. Yeah, and he, well, he was he, scoring crazy last season. Yeah, that's, and he that's a problem. But ridiculous um, numbers. Yeah, uh, that's that sucks, man. Uh, but they'll be fine. I mean, it's one of the deepest teams in the tourney. I feel, but yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, I, mean, I guess there's a question of who replaces him, but I don't. I don't know if I'm not familiar enough with with the yeah. front line. Like I have that. an idea of who I would take, but. You're not gonna like my answer. Uh, ben Yedder. Ye- ben no, that's not. That's not crazy. It's not bad, is it? Nah, nah no, he's good. Absolutely not. Uh, I'm actually trying to think of somebody else. Lacazette, maybe. No. Uh, no. 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 Yeah, we'll take Ben Yedder. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Fuck it. Why not? Hmm. Yeah. Um, and let's move on. Uh, Spain announced their squad, and then after that, we can do English. I think those yeah. are like the ones that we're interested in. And then we can uh, do do some predictions or whatever. By the way, uh, um, uh, Luis Enrique is going to be very frank about his uh, national team and like the progress that they're making, their updates, and mm-hmm. I guess his ideas with the team and, and all that. It's kind of cool. He's set up a, a Twitch uh, live stream. Yeah, and he's a charismatic guy. <clears throat> I will say that. Oh man, I I and it's my bias, but I feel like a lot of the Catalan based managers and a lot of others as well but the way they explain the game it's like it, it's romantic it lulls you yeah it lulls you it's a very and, romantic way of speaking yeah and 
you know, his raspy voice and everything, it's just, it delivers very well. And, um, Vamos a hablar de la selección. La selección. Uh, tienen muchas preguntas y pues vosotros que queremos aclarar las cosas. Yeah, but you know if there's one team that has an identity and they're going to execute, I think Spain is is the most unique and the most uh, uh, the way the way most managers pick their team, uh, well the national teams, is by either favoritism, history, legacy, and um, just like an all-star type thing. Like who's who's the best? Yeah. The way he's going about it is he's looking at it as like a club. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. And <laughs> you know, that's interesting. And that could be good, but that could also be bad, right? Because all these guys come from different play styles and you're mm -hmm. going to try. Like, and I'm sure they all have some sort of attributes that he sees that he recognizes mm -hmm. that might be uh, uh, like very, very uh, um, I guess, uh, contributing to, to whatever. He, he has an idea for but there's also some sort of blind favoritism yeah and and, and legacy behind it because there are some players I, I'm yeah. a little weirded out by yeah, yeah. no no I, I totally agree there's a few that I had a problem with and, and my dad me and my dad were chopping it up about that as well um yeah uh there there is a clear bias there and The bias exists based on maybe the football philosophy on which he plans to employ. And yeah, it's, you know, it's like networking. It's like if you know this guy can do this already, you're going to bring him on, even though there might be another guy that's more talented. You know, there's like guys like Gerard Moreno who missed out, unfortunately. A few other guys, and, you know, instead, Fati made it, who, by the way, I don't necessarily agree with. Yeah. Um, another guy, Adama Traore, who's had a quiet season, but for what he can deliver on a game, you know, and his versatility to play from back to front. You know, there's a few uh, omissions that we can get into, but yeah. I, I guess we could start with the goalkeeper, which there was a big omission there. Yeah, yeah, um, I think so. Um, yeah, Unai oh. Simón, uh, Robert Sánchez from Brighton, and David Raya uh, from Brentford. I forget he's at Brentford sometimes, man, but mm -hmm. he's looked really good. Mm -hmm. Obviously, uh, David De Gea being the... The notable uh, omission. Omission there, um, and look, he's one of the best goalkeepers I've seen, as far as shot stopping. I mean, and he's even doing it this season. Yeah, he's had a pretty good season. Uh, like the last two seasons, he's been very good. Yeah, and I think it's a uh, more of a case of just you know what he demands with the feet and you know that kind of thing, uh, distrib distribution from the back, and and understanding that philosophy. You know, the crazy thing, I, I wouldn't say the crazy thing, but. For the hair, what's working against him is the fact that he's so terrible with his feet. I if know. he was just marginally better, I think he'd, I think he'd get comfortably into this team. But the fact that he's, he's just terrible, is working so against him, and he's missing out on. Sometimes you know it's things that you could work on too, though. But he's been very unlucky that he has not been part of a management core that employs that style like say in a perfect utopia ten hog takes over man Last united season. oh but like i was even gonna be even more wild than say like five seasons ago or four seasons ago the way pep took over man city and employed that style unfortunately we, we got rid of joe hart and stuff but like what if they had applied his trade to develop that ah man he would he might be one of the best goalkeepers of all time uh up there with like the noyers and and the casillas and and so on 
but yeah, uh, it's it's crazy because even even as it stands, he's I would say just a notch below that. Oh yeah, he's yeah. very good for ten seasons. Like I said, years. one of the best. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. I admire him, man. Like and and what he's done for United, like. Uh, dude. I think he's even gotten the player of the year for them. Yeah, Which for sure, for sure. Crazy for a keeper. He's really good. Uh, next, we'll go ahead and move on to defenders. Uh, Carvajal from Madrid, Aspilicueta from Chelsea, Eric Garcia. This one was surprising. That one's surprising. Um, um, I know the philosophy thing. This is where that comes in. But ah, uh, uh, yeah. But but in terms like, there's the philosophy and then there's form, right? Yeah, yeah. Two big Fs. Yeah, and F- that's a big F you to Sergio Ramos. I'm sorry. It is, it is. Um, however, uh, it's weird. It's weird because I, I feel like Eric Garcia, and I'm not his biggest fan, you know, he always has showed certain weaknesses, but also, like, with the injury luck on that team, he's been hung out to dry, I feel. Um, uh, but following him, Pau Torres, who I think rightfully so makes it, uh, Guillamon, uh, Laporte, who I think is probably the best in, in that, you know, center back pool, uh, Jordi Alba, um, you know, that, that one's, one's, that one's of, a little questionable, too. It is, it is, that one. Uh, and then Jose Gaia, um, another guy who's kind of older, too, uh, but still pretty talented. I, I, it's really hard for me to mention who should have made it, because uh, if I'm honest, I, I don't have too many Spanish defenders. Cucu. Uh, yeah, Cucurella would have been good. But that, then, then you also have to figure form as well. Reguilón, I think, uh, despite his dip in form, yeah, I think form he's just... and injuries for him. Yeah. You know, he, he's had such a... Such a, uh, I don't know, bad two years, I have to say. Uh, you know, he, he had a lot of promise coming into um, last season, and now it's, like, all that hype is gone. But but those two guys, I feel, can can adequately cover the left flank, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, following them, let's go to midfield. We got Busquets, which was kind of a controversial he, one. Yeah, no, no, we're, we're not, we're, like, you can talk about his age, whatever, but he's not a guy that's going to be playing based on physicality. He's a guy. Yeah. God damn, he's 6'2 and 168. Oh, man. <laughs> and, and the touch of man. an angel with, uh, uh, with his man, feet. He's, uh, you know, if, if you're looking at developing a midfielder, Busquets, uh, Kroos, Thiago. Uh, Thiago, you know, and I'm sure there's a million others. Well, not a million, but there, there's a few others that you can look at. Those are those are guys that you need to focus on because. And I mentioned Thiago because he didn't crack this list. Uh, that that's yeah, kind of that, that one's yeah that one's notable, especially when you consider Marcos Llorente made it, Coque made it, Carlos Soler, uh, Carlos Soler, right? You yeah. Know, and, and you think about form and, and play style. I, I don't know if he has the play style, form, consistency that any of these guys have had. Talented guy, totally, but yeah. I don't know if I'm calling him up, if I'm honest. And sometimes I feel that, <clears throat> especially in um, international, like, you can have a lot of great midfielders, but if they're all very similar, like, as far as their strengths, you can only pick so many of them. There's, so there's, like, a group of three that have these skills, like, say, like, as a holding mid. Yeah. Which would be, like, in this case, Busquets, Rodri, and, and maybe Orente. And then you have to have your attacking mids, and this is where, like, Pedri and, and Gavi uh, come in. Obviously, there's that clear favoritism there. Um, don't get me wrong; these guys are super talented as well, and you know, he could have got different different directions with it. But overall, I'm not too, um, you know, upset with it. I think uh, also uh, yeah. Jeremy Pino. Oh yeah, yeah, he's nice. He's, he's nice. very young, very young. So uh, you know, I I guess I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
He, but you, but we list the names that were left off, and it was like, ah. Yeah, I think Carlos Soler didn't do enough to warrant his his addition here. But again, like you said, you got to kind of trust Enrique on what he's doing, and I, I think we'll we'll see. We'll, well see how that works. Uh, uh, Danny Olmo, um, very talented. Oh, I, I like his I, game. And I think he's still promising. I like his game a lot. Yeah. I don't really have a problem with that. Pablo Sarabia. I don't know. I can't uh, do that problem with that. Uh, I'm like on the fence with him. And Pedri, Pedri's, you know, he's done enough over the last two years, you uh, know, even as a 19 year old, to to be like, okay, there's no problem there. Oh yeah, I, I already get the sensation that he's he's like a generational talent. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you kind of get that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's no problem. No, um, yeah, no problem there. Ansu Fati for me didn't show me enough to warrant this call up, and that was one that I had a little gripe with, but. We'll see. I mean, you know, one thing about him is that he has the ability to decide games sometimes. Some players kind of have that, and I feel like maybe that's why he brought him. Uh, but, yeah, man, overall, this team is... is well, we didn't talk about the forwards. Oh, well, oh, some, oh yeah, well, some of these guys are considered forwards. Like, say, for example, Dani Olmo. Uh, you well, know, Alvaro Morata. Alvaro Morata. Um, Marco Asensio. Like, well, is iffy. Uh like fringe, mm-hmm. right? And 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 I'm gonna be as kind to to uh, Madrid players I can be. Essentials fringe, yeah. On top of giving him a ten, ah <laughs> uh, man, I I think uh, I think he was fortunate to make the the call up. Uh, but yeah, I I don't I don't know if I can extend that same pleasantry toward um toward Alvaro Morata. Yeah, but you know, like if we're talking about it, like a true nine, a big figure, kind of corpulent, like that's the guy they have right now. They don't have anybody else like him. Uh, back then it was Diego Costa, now it's him, and I think you do need a guy like that for certain things, set pieces, crosses. That position's coming back. It it is it is in fashion at the moment. Um, um, we'll have to see. Yeah, Ferran Torres made it uh, another uh, iffy nah, one. I like his game, and but maybe I'm biased, but I think. He offers something that not a lot of players on this he, team can offer. He hasn't offer. had a good, I don't know, eight months. Well, I mean, it's just on the team he's on, he's battling with, with you know, world-class talent. You know? Sure. It's very but, tough. Uh, you know, he, he, when he has had a chance to, it, it hasn't always been as obvious. Like, even look at Rafinha, man. Like, he, he, does, he hasn't had a great season no, at Barca. No, and yeah. it's like, well, this guy's competing with Dembele and, and some of these other mm-hmm. guys. It's like, but difficult. He, but he's also getting consistent playing time. Right, right. Rafinha is. Yeah, yeah. So, like, to... to Ferran is usually the to, first sub, too, that comes on. Yeah. Um, so, to extend the, the sort of same sort of sympathy to Rafinha, I think is being very generous towards him. Yeah, yeah. But I also think that Rafinha is the better player. He's very good. And it's a new team. He's still getting used um, to it. But the, the one that's not surprising to me, and um, I actually like him, uh, Nico Williams. Brother of Iñaki Williams is going to be representing Ghana. Yeah. Um, he... He's like one of those like younger brothers, like like Carlos Vela, who's better than the older brother. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's got a better touch. He's he's got just you can see he's got a better feel for the game. Um, it, it's kind of a it's kind of nice to see. He's a good player. I like I, him. You know, it's like I think he's good, but I'm not I'm not too convinced by him yet. But you know, he's he's still very good. For example, when Ferran Torres was at Valencia, he exhibited a lot of the same qualities. And sometimes when you're at a team that's not as good as, like, say, your Barca's, Madrid's, Atleti's, you can you look really good. You know, you're the jewel of the club. And I think he's got that going for him. 
I don't, I, you know, I, I struggle to say if maybe he's better than his brother. Uh, he can be for sure, though. But, you know, his brother is... Well, his some... finishing is definitely better than Iñaki. Iñaki Williams' finishing is... Oh, uh, but yeah. Like he's... He would, like, he's got the complete physical package. Mm-hmm. Um, but that final touch, that first and final touch, he's he's definitely missing it. And I think Nico Williams has has less of that physical, um, like, explosiveness mm-hmm. and strength, but a lot more of, like, that, that football talent. Yeah, technicality and all yeah. that. Yeah, um, overall, though, uh, we, we've pretty much gone through the whole roster now. Um, they don't have a standout superstar, if, if that's fair to say, but it's very well-rounded. There's not a lot of flaws in this team. Well, there's an idea for it. That, like, yeah. that, that team is built on, on, a, um, on a sort of uh, football philosophy. Yeah, yeah. and um, It's kind of refreshing to see for a national team. I, I don't have a whole lot of faith in them just because of that lack of talent. Yeah. But who knows? Maybe they might be that kind of team to to break that mold and say, "Well, we're going to play football a certain way." They could be very cohesive as a can, unit, and so we can win. You know, yeah, it's a very young team as well. I like it, man. It's a very in, good, in a very lot good of team. spots. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going to be interesting. Let's say that, mm-hmm. and I feel like they probably should have been in the final for the Euros. Yeah, for sure. For They're sure. Better than Italy. Yeah. Um. Okay, uh, and then the the last um, the last notable team that we want to talk about is England, because that one came right after we did the fucking uh, the pod last week, which I, I always tell you, man. The <laughs> yeah, it's it's always bound to happen. <laughs> There's always something <clears throat> significant that happens the day right after we we do this shit, and it's yeah. so annoying. But um, it was interesting, by the way. Uh, I was watching a video on YouTube of all the players arriving in Qatar. Uh, from England and they arrive at the facility and it's like it, they they focus on each player coming in like separately they all come in in their own vehicle and it's like it was very interesting to see the body language of certain players like some of them looked very happy to be there other ones looked like they, they couldn't be arsed like Trent for example like dude he looked he just looked out of it man and maybe it's because of the bad run of form and where he's at currently but um, it's a very interesting over. team that too that too um <laughs> But you know what? I, I really like this team a lot. They're, uh, um, they're in this space where you can't consider them a dark horse. But you also... They're not may, favorites maybe either. you don't even want to consider them favorites. Um, and we know why. Maybe they're just a good team. Talented, very much so. Um, yeah. And, and, and see, like we <clears throat> very much so a, a difference in shift from the team we were just talking where, about. Where would you rank them? Would you, make, would you rank them like... Like the fourth best team, the fifth best team, um, number six. In your mind, where does England fit? If it's just the players we're talking about, I think England is one of the most talented, in, and I, it's very hard to put a number on it. But and I just want to juxtapose it to what we were talking about with Spain. Not as star-studded, but they have the manager that can make it happen, and they and England doesn't, and that's what worries me. But for talent for talent, man, this team is is quite good. I, I like them a lot. My favorite part is the attack. All right, so yeah. um, let's run it down. All right, uh, we'll start with the goalkeepers. By the way, this goalkeeper uh, group is very talented. I'll start with who I believe is going to be the the number one, Aaron Ramsdale, yeah. top of the league, yeah. um, great keeper. Jordan Pickford, um, another really good keeper. Currently, I think he has you know he's running the best defense in the league. And I don't know how much of that is due to him, but it's just a very, you know, cohesive defensive unit. 
And you know, I think statistically, and I'm not trying to shit on you, I think yeah, statistically yeah. that's not true anymore. Oh, yeah, probably after the last game week. Uh, um, but no, they, I think I, after, like, the last couple. Yeah, but, but they're yeah, for but sure, like, top four. It still stands, yeah. Top four. They, they've, had a, they've had a, a decent start to the season. Yeah, their problem is that they can't score. <laughs> but they, they've allowed, like, if not the fewest goals, like, next to it, for sure. And uh, after Pickford, it's Nick Pope, who as well has had a brilliant season for Newcastle. Um, so, you know, that goalkeeping group is, you know, is not many weaknesses there. All, all relatively young as well. Yeah. Um, Nick Pope is the oldest. Yeah, He's yeah. 30. Yeah, and Fuck. that's for a goalkeeper, like, that's pretty young. You Dude, know, I, I, had, I thought he was, like, 23 or 24. <laughs> he looks younger than Yeah, me. he looks young. He looks young. Uh, now, as far as the defense... Man, it's a really nice group. I like him a lot. It sucks that Reese James is not here though, because um, I already know who I would knock off. Um, yeah. Yeah. Let's run it down. Uh, Trent Arnold. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of questions that he might not make it, and that's just due to, I don't know, his disinterest. I, I don't even know if he's that bad talented because, he, uh, and maybe maybe their other defenders were in better form, but over the last, I don't know, twelve months. He's become a real scapegoat or even liability Yeah. Uh, for the Liverpool defense. Uh, so there was a lot of questions that he was not going to make it uh, to the team. And uh, he ends up getting called up, which, fair enough. He's, he's very good going forward. Yeah, yeah. Connor Cody, a center back. Um, he he know, was the guy. That, types. Yeah, he, he wouldn't have made it if Reese yeah. James is healthy. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But I do like him more than Mings, so... Slight, yeah. slight improvement there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Means I've been saying for a long time. I'm not a very big fan. Uh, Eric Dyer makes it, and he's coming back from the last last time out. Yeah. yeah. Harry Maguire. Uh, I think that's also another one that was questionable for people. Yeah. Um, not as much for me. I think you have to take him. Yeah, I think so. I think I think he's. Club is one thing, but you know, international. This guy's and, he's built for. And again, the club thing has been overstated. Yeah. Um. Luke Shaw. Luke Shaw has a has a tendency to to get into really good form when he really needs to, whether it's when they get a new player or when a tournament's coming up. Yeah. And then in those in betweens, he's very not good. When yeah. his position's threatened and when a tournament's coming up is when he's at his best. Uh, because otherwise he doesn't he doesn't work on himself and, and he becomes very um Complacent. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Stones makes it. Uh, he's been injured though, right? He he's like on either and off. on and off, and then you know I, it's unfair when you have to compete with Ruben Diaz, Laporte, and Manuel Akanji, who has been a revelation, uh, yeah. and Nathaniel Ake. So it's he's a, actually turned it up too. Yeah, he's playing much better. There was periods last season where it was like, "Fuck, we got to get rid of Ake now." Yeah, and it's now like, he's like, "Oh, okay." He's more settled for sure. Yeah, yeah. And um, John Stones is is he offers the quality that nobody else on this team does as far as a center back. Actually, I will I will say Ben White is another guy that reminds me of him. Uh, just like a defender with some of the uh, capabilities but, of a midfielder. But, yeah, Ben White has has this interesting game because he he operates like a center back. But also his movement and like the way he plays the ball, he can play like a fullback, and 
and he also has somewhat of a touch like a midfielder. Yeah, yeah, that's why he's right. so good. Yeah, ben I've White. been super impressed with him the last year or so with Arsenal. I know, and a lot of people were very doubtful of him, and like, wow, why did they spend so much? And the first months were shaky, but he looks like he's the the real deal. Yeah, and I'm glad yeah. he made it because there was a like some you know skepticism on whether or not he was going to make it. Um, but let me be honest, my favorite guy that I, we haven't mentioned, Kyrian Trippier. I mean. Solid. Solid, man. Solid. Uh, it's, it's rare that you can say for a guy that can attack as well as he can defend, and he has a set piece to him, and he's a leader, and, you know, he, he just does everything. Uh, so I, I really like that call-up. And, uh, yeah, that wraps up the defense. Um, uh, you didn't mention Kyle Walker. Oh, that's right, Kyle Walker. He uh, made it. He made it just barely. Um, and he's important because he's a utility guy. You could almost throw him anywhere on that back line. Um, and, and, you know, because this team already has their established right backs and, and a left back. But say if Luke Shaw can't play, you can throw Kyle Walker on the on the left flank. He's done it before. You can also maybe do that with John Stones or Ben White if need be. I, I could see them doing also a five-man back line. I think it would it would benefit them in certain games for sure. Um, and it's a very, it's a very uh, stout, stout back line, I got to say. Yeah. One of the best in, in, in the tournament for sure. And then for the midfield... Uh do uh, you have Jude Bellingham, who's, you know, just he, he's getting into that sort of area in terms of young players where he, he's undeniable, like Mbappe, Holland, uh, Pedri, Vinicius. You know, he's he's gotten himself up there, 19 years old. and Yeah. Uh, probably got the surest spot, if I'm honest. I'm looking at the midfielders right now. Connor Gallagher. He's the the one guy who just barely made it. He's Him like, and Jordan oh, Henderson. Dude, uh, I don't know. In uh, Jordan Henderson, Mason Mount had has had like a dreadful six like last six months, six seven eight months. Yeah. Calvin Phillips, unfortunately, he's been injured. We know his quality, but and he's looked good in the in the last few games he's played for City. Yeah. So. Um, uh, Declan Rice, oh. solid. Oh, he's so, so good. West Ham hasn't had a great um, start to the season. I think I think they've actually been pretty bad. But I don't know if it's up to him. Yeah. Yeah, as far as Connor Gallagher, I think he's the one guy that can maybe get dropped. Uh, I mean, for one, he hasn't had a great season for Chelsea. but At like, all. There's guys that. like, you know, Jared Bowen that maybe could have occupied an attacking role in the mid. Um, um, I'm, I'm also, like, drawing kind of a blank. To Ward the, Prowse is another guy I would have considered myself. Um, yeah, but you also got to recognize fringe, you know? that. Yeah, him too, but... Southampton's, they're currently in relegation. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's 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 tough, you know. But there's not many much improvements you can make to it. But there's a few that you're like, ah, maybe he could have made it. Maybe he could have made yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not it's not that convincing that he's there. Yeah. Um, uh, James Madison, they they were iffy on him, but he's he's got the call up, and then Phil Foden to round out the midfield. Right, um, and that that one's also unquestionable. I think, I think between Bellingham, Rice, Foden, um, you're not going to agree, but just off of history and leadership, Henderson makes it. Ah, uh, yeah, uh, it that one's it's like you could only bank on that so much, you know. But I I understand they do need a veteran guy in there, and he's one of the few because a lot of this team is young. Yeah, you know that that they are. Um, so, and for the forwards, uh, do you want to take point on it? Yeah. Uh, well, got to start with Harry Kane. 
I found it interesting. Alan Shearer said, there's only three players I consider world-class on this team. And he's like, Harry Kane, Phil Foden, and Jude Bellingham. I was like, huh. Yeah, yeah, it's, you know, it's quoted. Uh, in fact, I don't even know if he mentioned Jude Bellingham. I know he mentioned Foden. But there's not, you know, these are guys that are undeniable. And, and you know, Harry Kane is, you know, former golden boot. He may be a favorite to get it again. Uh, so I like his addition. Marcus Rashford, uh, he's looked like a different player under Ten Hag. Rightful call-up. Over the last month. Yeah, yeah. Um, Callum Wilson, uh, who kind of made it. It was really between him, Ivan Tony, Jared Bowen, who is a like a guy that is kind of midfield or forwards. And then obviously Jack Grealish, who may occupy the wing. Bukayo Saka, who's amazing. Yeah, that's the other one that I would think is considered world-class. He's oh. had such a great season. Saka? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's good. He's good. And Raheem Sterling, you know, you have to have him. Uh, not the tidiest player at times, but <laughs> he can make the difference as far as getting past a player, and that's all you need sometimes. Uh, so, yeah, man, it's a really good team. No, that's a that's a very good team. Um, it just comes down to management and rotation, really. Uh, for For a team like that, to be as conservative conservative as they have, it's kind of doesn't make sense, right? Like you would think that 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 team should have been better over the last few seasons. And yeah, that hasn't been the case. I think they should have won the the Euro given uh, Italy's pool, um, but I find them to be very interesting. Yeah. I would rate them above Argentina. I would put them solidly in fourth place after France, Brazil, and um, wait, who else? Who else do I have? <laughs> Fuck. It's France, Brazil. Spain? No, Germany. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. I think Germany are pretty good. <laughs> I'm not too convinced by them. Good. But, I mean, you know, we don't know yet. We'll see, but... Portugal's uh, up there too. Yeah, but I, I I can't really bank too much on them. I mean, it, it's it's a very even pool. I think for for me, my two, my, I only have two favorites, and it's Brazil and Argentina. And then the rest have a really nice battle to go at. But I think Argentina is is closer to these guys than Brazil, maybe. Um, but it, it's a fun, it's a fun uh, lineup from all these all these squads that are coming out. I mean, we'll see because for all the skill that is on the pitch, there's also a manager in charge, and that's going to be the factor on whether or not these teams succeed or they fall. You know. Yeah, that's true. Yep, it's always the case. Um, do you want to get into, I guess, group stages? Yeah, yeah, we could do that, and then we. Do you want to like pick the two favorites out of each group? Yeah, and then yeah, let's do that. We can go ahead and like, and then we can kind of discuss Sunday, a bit. Monday, Tuesday games. Yeah, and, um, predictions. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Fuck it, why not? So let me pull that up real quick. Uh, World Cup, Sketty. Oh my gosh, man, it's here! It's fucking here! It's here! It's here. Signed, sealed, delivered. All right. So, um, Group A. Wait. Oh, okay. Group A is 
Qatar, Ecuador, Senegal, Netherlands. Um, going to go ahead and say Senegal and Netherlands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would have to agree with you there. Um, I think Ecuador and Senegal are the ones that are going to have to duke it out. Netherlands, even though they've been disappointing in a lot of tournaments, like they just have too much talent not to, you know? Compared to the other guys as well. Yeah, yeah. It's you know they have a quite a pretty easy group compared to some other uh, teams. So yeah, yeah. And Senegal's be... not going to have Mane for the first couple of games. Yeah, yeah. So that that for them is like it's it a big the threat level. Yeah. And yeah. also, you always got to consider home cooking, especially with a uh, questionably moral country like Qatar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I don't, I don't know if if there's going to be any like you know monkey business like that. Ah, uh, dude, there always is. I think, was it Korea? Made it to the semifinals in 2002? Korea. <laughs> I know, like, like the Russian players, like, also were, like, supposedly dude. doping and yeah, shit. Yeah, dude. Oh, well, they got suspended the whole... Well, it was the Olympics. Oh, that's what it was, For yeah. Russia, but uh, you got to assume they extended to the football team. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they got further than they should have. Yeah, Especially, yeah. Uh, I think they beat... I think they beat Spain, and Spain is a... They were they were better, I would say, back then than they are now. Mm-hmm. Um, so Group B is USA, Wales, um, England, and Iran. Mm-hmm. I think England and USA make it out. Yeah, I, I think that's fair to say. I think Wales Wales can pose a really good challenge, but I I just think that the the US uh, just have better depth and, and just a more well rounded team. Uh, as a they're whole. better, man. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah, but it's not by a whole lot, though. Y- y- Wales is banking on on uh, Gareth Bale turning into a dragon. Yeah, yeah, but they they're they've always played as a unit, and I I respect that. You know, like they're not they're not all like notable players, but they play hard, and and some sometimes that you can't put a price on that. So, but I still think the U.S. goes through for sure. Yeah. Well, U.S. have gotten quite a bit of confidence over the last two years. Yeah, yeah, and I will say that the friendlies that they played recently uh, didn't give me too much confidence, but it's like, I don't know how much weight I can put into those, but, you know, I think they'll step up to the occasion and, and make it out of the group. Uh, uh, so you're being cautiously optimistic. That's what it is. I uh, I just, like, I don't know. It's very difficult, man. I just think there's so many good teams in, in this tournament. I think they can make it out the group, but after that, it's like, it's going to be a free-for-all, like... You got to just pull one out of your ass sometimes, set piece, you know, counter. I don't know. Sure. Um, but, yeah, Group C, uh, we have Argentina, Saudi Arabia, Mexico, Poland. I took the one. <laughs> um, uh, like I said, I think Mexico tops, but I'll take Mexico and Argentina to make it out. Yeah, I think uh, Argentina topped the group. I don't think they're going to lose one game. I, I just think... It, this this group is like heavily in their favor, um, and I I I I want to say Mexico's gonna make it out, but like man, Poland is it's like they're neck and neck, man. Truthfully, I really believe that. Um, there's certain players that you know are are playing at Champions League level teams, Europa League level teams, and and they're not the oldest guys. They're actually quite spry, and I think that's an area that where they can maybe take advantage of Mexico. But, you know, knowing Mexico and how they sh- turn up for these tournaments, I'll say Argentina and Mexico make the group. I make it out the group, and, and yeah, you know, that's that's where I see it. One gotcha. and two. 
Mm-hmm. And then uh, Group D is uh, Denmark versus Tunisia, France and Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I got to go with uh, France and Denmark on that one. Yeah, yeah, I'll agree. I, I think I think that's a fair assessment. All right, and then Group F is uh, Morocco, Croatia, Belgium, and Canada. That one's pretty interesting because yeah. all those four teams are pretty competitive. I uh-huh. think going off of recent history, Croatia's been pretty good. Uh-huh. Belgium's been really good. Uh-huh. Canada's up their game, and Morocco's pesky. They just have individual talent that that can, that can cause trouble. Yeah, but I think they I think they might be the weakest team there. Uh, so it's really just a battle of the other three teams. Um, fuck, that one's that one's pretty spicy. Yeah. I'll take Croatia and Canada to make it out. I take Belgium uh, topping the group and Canada. Wow. Just eking it out against Croatia. Croatia's a good team. I'm not going to lie, but a lot of their best players are older now. Uh, I don't know how much you can uh, expect them to perform well, uh, but, you know, it's going to be... A, this is the, the most close... The closest group, I would say, for sure. So far. Because I, I don't really memorize the other ones. I'll have a look. Yeah, I was going to say, I think we skipped over Group E as well. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. This group. one is very good too, by the way. Um, Is it? I mean, Spain and Germany alone is they're, like, They're ah. the head and shoulders above anything that Japan has. And I yeah, think Japan's yeah. better than Costa Rica. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying it's it's a tough group because those two teams are easily like, can make it to the round, the last round. You oh know? yeah, yeah, yeah. They uh, can. I yeah, they can make finals. Yeah, no, but it, it's a clear, it's a clear choice on who's making it out. Spain, yeah, Germany. Spain, Germany. Um, in any order, it could be either or. But like I said, Germany have looked very shaky. Um, not only in the Euros, not only in friendlies, not only in Nations League. Um, I've I've just seen much better Germany sides in the past. Uh, one thing they do have going in their favor, though, there's a nice wave of young guys that may be able to make their stamp. But the, I, I just think Spain the, is the, better. The good thing for them is that the guys that should be good have been really good. And that's um, that's Gnabry, Sané, Musiala, Goretzka, and Kimmich. Obviously, they, they make up a very big core for, for uh, Bayern Munich, but... Yeah, after Those that, guys though, are on their on their level, I mean, they they have pretty good players. Not too memorable in my book. I mean, the the guys you named, I agree, but it's like after that, I I think their defense is pretty solid. <sighs> I don't know if we went over them, and I'm not going to pull it up right now, but I think their defense is pretty good. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I honestly like they have care care as their fullback. Pretty, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair it's enough. Like, fair enough. Fair enough. Center oh, backs. he's right there. That's Devin Booker. Uh, uh, but you know, I. I find them to be a threat. They can be. I mean, they're known for it. They're they're the superior. Oh, and I yikes! Whoa! Go on, finish what you were about to say. Nah, nah. They used to be at least, but they thought that. Yeah, I like. Yeah, they probably secretly still do. I don't know. Yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah, that's Spain and Germany in, in any order. Um, I guess we'll go to Group G now. Go on. Brazil, Serbia. Switzerland and Cameroon. This is one of the easiest groups, man. You think so? I mean, for Brazil. I mean, Brazil are just head and shoulders. Their defense is sus. 
Ah, but against these guys, nah, man. <laughs> well, Serbia's got. Uh, Yo- oh no, they don't got Jovalich. Uh, but they do have Mitrovic. Uh, is he playing? I hope so. <sighs> He's good. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, third third place in the Premier League. Switzerland. I think they're pretty good. And no, Cam- no, I think Brazil Ca- and Switzerland make it out. Yeah. Cameroon. They're gonna be tricky. Tricky, tricky. Those teams are always tricky, but ah, man, yeah, gun to my head, Brazil, Switzerland. Well, Brazil for sure. Then, then it's a battle for the rest. Yep. And but uh, I think Brazil are gonna struggle this. I think they're just gonna struggle. I don't know. I I think there's just too much talent. It's undeniable. They, yeah, and that, and that can be a problem sometimes. <laughs> We've seen that with Brazil repeatedly. It's because, you know, there was, there was a moment where Brazil had a very good back line. But when that happened, they didn't have the, the, the front, you know, the front side. They were depending on guys like Fred, Wagner Love. Uh, I mean, just Hulk, Robinho. you know. Yeah, and now, and now they have Neymar, Vinicius, Anthony, Richarlison. It's like guys that you got your starters and then the bench that comes in is just as good. Damn near. That's, that's fine. I, I just know that that back line is pretty thin. And, you know, you have your destroyers like Fabinho and Casemiro, but how much can those guys do? That, I, I think that defense is sorry. I, I, I don't even think it's... I don't even think it's okay. I think it's bad. I think it's outright bad. Thiago Silva is your best defender. Yeah, but Thiago Silva and Marquinhos is better. It's a better center-back partnership than most teams can boast, aside from the favorites that we've mentioned. And I'm just speaking right now. Uh, yeah, and, I'm, and when I ref, refer to Brazil's backline, I'm, I'm considering Portugal, Spain, Germany, uh, England, uh, France. Like, yeah, the, that's the benchmark. Mm-hmm. I, I think they're they're very bad. And but the counter to that is that their attack is better than the all the mid, teams you the, mentioned. The mid and their attack. And let's not forget that they have one of the best goalkeepers in the tournament too, Allison or Ederson. Oh, you know, it's just they, it, they look. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, Brazilian goalkeepers aren't very good shot stoppers. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's a weird dynamic, but. I'm, right now, I'm not saying about the whole World Cup, but just as far as this group, nobody's coming close. Oh, uh, no. No, 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 no. I have Brazil and Switzerland making it out. Uh, Serbia's going to pose a good challenge, but I just don't see it happening. The, the one thing about Serbia, and maybe even, well, I guess the other three teams, is that they're, they're able to be physical. Yeah, yeah. And I think especially Serbia, they, they just got these big bodies. These guys that that are going to make things difficult and they're going to throw themselves at the Brazilians and some of these guys are are a little aged. And I'm not going to say Dani Alves is going to. He might not even get any minutes. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I'm not really. He's there. I think he's there for the vibe. But when they start throwing their bodies against you know guys like like Marquinhos, uh, Danilo or or Alexandro. Um, other than maybe Fabinho and Casemiro, Brazil is not very physically imposing. Well, yeah, I think yeah. that Gabriel might might be a little better for the defense. I don't even know how much difference he would make on his own. But Serbia in particular, those guys, I mean, they're fucking assholes. Yeah, yeah. And and that's that's a, a valuable trait. But I, I think skill is more important. 
it ends up being more important for sure. But sometimes, you know, like you but, said, but those games are going to get rough, and um, I think they're going to struggle with like a one nil, two one win, probably across <sighs> all these two three games. Yeah, I was just out of curiosity. I was looking at the Serbia national team, and I forget they, they their attack is is low key nasty. Um, so you got Dusan Vlahovic, you got Mitrovic, Dusan Tadic, and Luka Jovic. I know those guys have had up and down roller coaster seasons, but yeah. you know in a tournament, who fucking knows? They're, and they're all talented. Yeah, they are to to an extent, you know. Um, sure. Yeah. And and you know it's. Yeah, it's, I'm sure they have other players fun. like that. You'd be like, oh, he's serving. Yeah, yeah, like guys that will play for like Atalanta or fucking you know something like that, Lazio. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, Brazil and, and Switzerland make it for me. Okay. Uh, Group H, we got Portugal, Ghana, Uruguay, and Korea. That's a tough one. It is. It That's is. That's a tough one. Uh, but uh, for me, I, I just see Portugal and Uruguay making it out. Uh, I just got, they just got better players, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's going to be tough the whole way through for, for every team. Yeah, for sure. It's not going to be a easy easy three points and, for And anybody. I wouldn't be surprised at, any, at like one of the favorites bowing out. Uh, that's how this might work, man. Yeah, no, it's you know it's not out of the the question for sure. Shit, man, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm bricked up. It's gonna make for a fun uh, ride for sure. <laughs> Good entertainment. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's that's the first game of or that's that's the group stages through the first game from um, uh, November 20th through the 24th, and then next week we'll talk about the next the next group stage. Mm-hmm. Or the next game of the group stages. Um, I guess what's what's your nail on prediction for for? I guess the final. Let's let's make it a little easier. Uh, well, you know it's very difficult, man, because I haven't seen what the scenarios are as far as like where the teams. I, I would be more comfortable giving that once the, they make it out of the group stage, because then I can see okay. who's going to be in what bracket. But like my, I think I said it before. But I'm I'm going all in on Argentina. I know there's weaknesses in I there. I love Argentina. But you know, sometimes the strongest team doesn't doesn't win it all. And you know, I, I just I think Argentina are gonna perform well. Um, nice. They have the best player ever. They got uh, arguably one of the better front threes in in the game right now, up there with Brazil. And uh, you know, just. A decent team. I think their weakness is really in in the midfield. Yeah, uh, uh, but you know the transition. The transition might be more difficult. Yeah, yeah, uh, and but at with that uh, being said, the game breaker of Messi. Yeah, yeah, and that's a guy that can drop deep if need be, and and they got some good. Uh, is he doing that? I mean, he can. He can. I, I don't see why. I don't know not. if he's doing it anymore. Uh, I mean, I I can't say he he's not because I think he's capable Those of it. His legs, man. They're they got mileage on them. Yeah, but you know he's still world class. Uh, when I watch him play, World Cup. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. It's, it's just it's messy, man. <laughs> like the the standard for him is just different. I'm not gonna treat him like a regular player. You know, it's he's really good. And and this season in particular, compared to last, last was a really a blip in his career. It's crazy how the the script has flipped between the Ronaldo Messi thing. Last season, Ronaldo was great. Mm-hmm. Um, it was good, and then. Last season, uh, Messi was was bad. Yeah, he was quiet for sure. Uh, uh, so <laughs> everything's flipped now, and 
Well, you know, for as much as we want to say Ronaldo played well, he was scoring goals. That's what he was doing. The team wasn't playing well. They were still pretty tragic as it is, um, but at least he was scoring. That that's what he had. Well, he's going doing for. what you get him for. Yeah, and and Messi is not that. You know, he he's gonna score, but he actually gets assists. Ronaldo, he'll be he'll I, be I lucky to have a few. A lot of assists, and that's not dependent on the player as well. I don't want to get into a Messi versus Ronaldo because we're we're moving on from that. Yeah, I, think I mean, past I, this yeah, it's tournament. I I really don't want to hear that shit anymore. I don't. I don't think we have to, but I mean, I'm just. I'm giving my opinion. I don't. I don't even like comparing the two because I think there's just totally different. They players. always did different things. They always had different functions. Yeah, yeah, and and that's that's the difference. Like, you know, I, I can't ever envision Messi doing what Ronaldo did this weekend. That's <laughs> just that's one clear difference. But there's ah, uh, well, he kind of did that last season. Mm, no, but not not in this he, manner. Well, yeah, no, of course not. It's just but like he kind he's not of that did, did it too. Yeah. Um. All right, so let's move on from the World Cup and talk about the review of Premier League, how we're going to end off this break, and how things look uh, going forward. All right, man, so um, we're getting into the break of the uh, of the Premier League, and um, I think it's 13 games gone by so far, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, so we have enough to, to munch off of to get our ideas off these teams. Before we get into the review, what's I, I guess what's been your uh, synopsis? <laughs> yeah, no, it's a very fun season um, for for many reasons. But I I would say like you know this is like almost a halfway point. Um, not exactly actually, but you it's know about a third. A th- yeah, a, a, a little th- bit more a, than a, a third. Little, a little bit more than a third. But we we like you said we got a good idea. Um. Arsenal are, are the standard right now, and I think you know they've really uh, come together as a unit and have showed the league that they're serious. You know, uh, some of the matches they've won, it's like, and I'm I'm kind of feel like a broken record because I say this last week, but they're winning the games that they were losing last season. And I had just uh, I hadn't seen yeah. the all or nothing, even though I I was so excited for it. I just saw it uh, in in complete last week. From the, from the team now it's like, it's a very similar team. The, like the core is still there, the idea is still there. It's it's all the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like you said, the games that they were losing last season, they're winning now. So yeah, th- there's like that huge change. And uh, like I was watching, I was getting hyped up because it, it just seemed like a like whatever's going on now is a culmination of what was being worked on last year. Yeah. Um, yeah, and they play a very, very attractive brand of football. Yeah, they do. they do. They do. They have just players like, are exciting. They're and they're young too, so they're, it's like you just know that it's going to continue and it's only going to improve. Um, you know, and then <clears throat> as far as like surprises, um, you know, City. The only surprise for City is just how amazing Haaland has been and how he started. Uh, but the dominance is always expected from them, and, and they're kind of in, still in the fight, albeit Arsenal are, are topping the league at the moment. Uh, and, and they still haven't squared it's just, off. It's just five points, though. I, you know, I... Well, yeah, it, as soon yeah. as they face off, that's going to be a point swing. And it can if Arsenal win, they're going to solidify themselves as probably Premier League champions. If they don't, it's it's a very competitive league. Has that, has that fixture been announced yet? 
no, no, I don't think so. Um, it, it really would have been played by now, obviously, but now it's like it's a post World Cup thing, so it's kind of like you know maybe second thought at the moment. But yeah, that that game is I think gonna be the game of the season as far as like everybody's gonna be tuning in. Um, you know, so those those two teams are, are have been very impressive, and the biggest surprise have, has for me has been the uh, the stagnance of of Liverpool. A team that I expected to be up there, you know, in in the thick of things, um, that's been a bit of a surprise. Uh, Chelsea obviously is is all over the shop, new manager, and then Tottenham, just an unreliable team, you know. I so, some weeks they look good, some weeks they look bad, and and yeah, as far as the Prem goes, it, it's very early time still, but it's very entertaining. I will say, yeah, you don't know what um, you're gonna get. Everyone. I, I mean, I want to say that. The whole Chelsea thing is surprising to me, but I don't know. I kind of saw it coming. No, I didn't see the injuries coming, and maybe that might be a big explanation as to why they've um, regressed. But um, I do feel that that Graham Potter does need time. There, there's already calls to to have him sacked. <laughs> I, I'm of the opinion that it's terrible form to to sack your manager during the season. If the team is not playing the way that it, that it should, for me, Chelsea were playing the way that they, they always did under Tuchel, and and maybe that has more to do with um, with Tuchel's relationship with Bowley or with what Bowley had an idea for, or what his people told him he had an idea for. I highly doubt that he knows anything about English football. Um, but I but I always knew that they were gonna sack Tuchel even even before the whole thing happened, right? Um, Okay, so there's that, and then uh, then they have the injuries, uh, which kind of amplifies everything else. Where they're at right now is, I mean, that fan base is—they're so vocal and they're so spoiled. They're they're what is it? Sixteen months away from a Champions League win. Yeah, and they're, and, and they're so enraged that they can't that they're not in a position to win. Uh, the league or, or Champions League right now. Look, what do you expect? Yeah. Liverpool and City have been dominating the league. City more so. You guys weren't close. You, they haven't been close since since they last won it. I, I don't understand what what they're so in arms about. And and Potter, yeah, he's got a completely different style than Matuko was was teaching, but. Is the answer really to fire him and get someone who else is available because they fancy themselves like a top destination? Are there any other top clubs, uh, any other top managers available? No, uh, maybe uh, maybe Poach, but they don't want Poach. Yeah, yeah, and po- Poach is kind of like. And it's going to be way different than what Tuchel has, and it's way different than what Potter's teaching. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they're they're in really in a position where you got to ride this out, uh, just chalk everything up to injuries. Uh, which is a big factor, and uh, and let the season progress as it must, and have a good attitude about it. Yeah, I, I think this World Cup for Chelsea's sake couldn't have come at a better time. They can go back to the drawing board, see what works, allow players to get healthy, and mount a title charge. Um, not to say they're going to contend for a title, I think, but at least finish top four. In a time where Liverpool don't look anywhere near that. Um, United have looked good, by the way. I, I haven't even mentioned them yet. Uh, they're, I th- despite them not being top four currently, 
they look very uh, poised to get there. Mm-hmm. However, there is another United that I want to touch on, and it's Newcastle. The, the new kids on the block. Yeah. And we're talking about surprises. I, I should probably say they're one of the bigger surprises this year. Yeah. And I have to just tip my hat to them. Uh, they've executed everything almost perfectly. Um, Eddie Howe's been a sensational manager. Um, I still can't tell you that I'm too versed on what type of identity they have, but I can tell you they have a talented team. Bruno Gemeirich has... You know, taking like a duck to water. Miguel Almiron is playing, uh, you know, amazing football. Uh, it's just a good story for them. And I, like I said, it's an indication. I know everybody hits the petrodollar, but it, this is what happens. Well, like, I was going to say that. It's, it, they haven't even spent a whole lot. Yes, they've spent, but they haven't spent in, in the sense where you're going to say, oh, that's oil money. That's what's going to get you. No, mm-hmm. they, they recruited smartly last season. This this season, I don't, I'm not even... I'm struggling to think of who they really added. I mean, it, it all started with Kyrian Trippier. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and he wasn't expensive because he's a little bit older. Yeah. Gumaris was was a midseason, if I'm not mistaken. Not that expensive. Um, they're, they're, really, they're really being smart about it. And... They were underperforming last season, as it stood, with, with the players that they had. So, right now, they're, they've actually put themselves in a really good position to be like, okay, where are we weak? And then and then maybe we can spend next season a little bit. Yeah, and it helped that these guys that we mentioned, well, not Bruno, but uh, like Kieran Trippier and some of the other guys, I believe they got them on free transfers, too. Mm-hmm. So, that doesn't go against their transfer budget exactly. spending. So, they've, they've executed it very well, and... Um, Man, if they're playing like this now, whatever they're going to be in one season, two seasons, even three seasons, it's like... Might be scary. Yeah, yeah. And and we forget, but this is a club with history. You know, they've won titles before. Mm-hmm. They had Alan Shearer, you know, Keegan. It's just a, a whole bloodline of, of just serial winners. So, yeah, man, it, it's dope to see. And, um, yeah, I, I kind of enjoy that. Uh, and... With all that, mm-hmm. Samaxamine hasn't really been a factor for them. Yeah, which is is crazy. At all, because when even when they had guys like Rafa Benitez and and I forgot who they had after him, but you know managers that were just you know not really uh, progressive with their play style. He was even playing well then. So I I think once he really you know gets into the program, he can do some great things uh, for that Newcastle side. So. Yeah, uh, shout out to Newcastle, who, yeah. who will probably finish as the most improved side uh, in in the league this year. Yeah, and um, like, like you mentioned, Manchester United, like they've had their ups and downs, but uh, I think they're they're a much better team now than they were three months ago. They're they're actually uh, uh, slightly more fun to watch as well. Like, you know, Lisandro Martinez has been a fabulous signing, uh, but you know, just like their progression with the ball and and finding spaces. And Anthony as a signing as well has been magnificent, I feel. He still can improve, but I'm saying, like, you know, he just adds a different factor to that side. It's very fun. Um, what? They got Anthony Anthony for his flair, for his ability to change a game, speed, and um, and just, just sort of like a loose cannon. And that mm-hmm. was all that Jaden Sancho was projected to be. And it's the opposite of what he has, man. 
you know? Mm-hmm. It's been kind of disappointing because you know that he's a talented player. We know what he's capable of. There's either been a mental block or, or just... I, I, it's hard to explain because Rashford has gone through the same thing and now it seems like he's kind of turned turned a corner yeah. and, and become better. Uh, where Jaden Sancho has been um, stagnated, really. Yeah, and uh, I would have expected Jaden Sancho to flourish under Ten Hag, and I still think there's a chance for that to happen. In my mind, a year or two ago, I, I was envisioning Jaden Sancho to be on this World Cup team, and he's not. Uh, so that's it's a bit sad, but you know I, I still think there's time for him to improve and, and find his form. But yeah, that's a it's an interesting it's dynamic there, you know. And and in his absence, uh, Garnacho has stepped up and and kind of is looking better. Uh, very young, inexperienced, but he's kind of been you know performing well. So yeah, I mean United uh, as opposed to past years, and I remember saying this. I'm like, you know, if they get Ten Hag, shit's gonna improve. It's gonna be ugly at first, and it, and it has been, and it currently is with this whole Ronaldo thing. Yeah, but with some time, I mean, they could really do something special. So, yeah, um, I don't know if I'm missing anybody. Anybody else that has been very notable? I'd say. Uh, well, uh, let's talk about the the guys that are in relegation battles. Yeah. Um, Leeds was there for a good while, and I think they're about three points above that for now. It's scraped out of it for now, yeah. Um, but but they're going to be battling that the rest of the season. Uh, it's Wolves who are dead last. And that's so crazy because they don't play bad football. They they play okay. They they play good. Yeah. They're not uncompetitive. They're not blown out by any means. They just don't have any creativity, and they don't have any finishing. Yeah. Uh, Jimenez has been out for I don't even know how long. I, I don't think he's played this season even. I don't know if he would make a difference, though, just given by how, how he looked today. Um, but Traore, I mean, that you know the locomotive that we saw a couple seasons ago, it's like a different all, player. All now. that, all that uh, illusion that that was cast on him has all gone out. He's not even a, a shoe and starter anymore. Um, but a, a huge core of that team is still the same. We still have Moutinho. It's a, like a very heavy uh, Portuguese team. Yeah, that's the strangest thing about it. Personally, I'm like, it just feels like something's off there. You know. Um, I, I don't see why a team has that much interest in, in, you know, generating that relationship with Portuguese players who are very talented, but the fact that they're not employing their scouting in different areas and, and making a very well-balanced team of different stars uh, from different parts of the world is staggering for me. It's like there's got to be something else going on there, and uh, it's very, uh, I don't know, maybe it's something they could look it, into, it, but that maybe that's been to their detriment, you know? Yeah, but even still, they're they're just not good. The, the players are good, but the team is is not performing. You might not agree with this, but um, I, from the few matches that I've watched from Wolves, uh, I've seen Daniel Podense play, and he's like the one of the few guys that really, in the final third, is trying to make it happen. Uh, last season, they, they did get a lot more help from Huang Chi Li uh, as well as Raul Jimenez at times. They're just not getting there now. And uh, they did lose Connor Cody as well. We have to mention that. Yeah, yeah. And I think defensively, that. that's a very big loss. But, yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Well, and also, the, 
the coaching situation is in question. It looks like right now, though, they're getting uh, uh, Julian Lopetegui. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Again, just the guy that just a few years ago was managing Real Madrid is going down to Wolves. You got to wonder, is it his play style? But it's kind of common, though, now that these Spanish managers are getting lured by these maybe lower side yeah, <laughs> Aston Villa, you know, Unai yeah, Aston Villa, yeah. So that that's a big question mark, but they gave uh, they gave Arsenal a good battle this weekend. So you got to hope that they're going to turn it around. Otherwise, you know, they're going to end up in the championship. Yeah, which yeah. is looking very much like because they're they're not scoring. That's the main. I think they're they're the side that's con- that's scored the least amount of goals mm-hmm. this season, and and that's crazy. I think that's so crazy. Yeah, compared to who they used to be, yeah. That's wild. And uh, who else is in the bottom? Do you you have Oh, actually, I don't have the Southampton's there. Yeah, I believe so. Southampton, uh, they recently let go of uh, Hassan Hodel. I don't know if we talked about that last week. Yeah, we did. We did last week, yeah. Um, And he was there for a while. He's the kind of guy that celebrates draws. (laughs) Um, So maybe that was good riddance. But they're, they're always in the prem, and now they're battling relegation. I don't know if they've uh, gotten a, a new manager. And then in, uh, I don't know who, who else is in the bottom. Yeah, it's uh, Wolves, Southampton, and then Nottingham Forest. And uh, that one was expected. Yeah, it's slightly expected. Even, even though, though they got yeah, they spent so many new players, they spent all the money that they had. Yeah. They're just behind uh, Everton at the moment. Um, so Everton are, are just outside of the relegation zone. Then it's West Ham. Then it's Leeds at 15th. And Leeds also have a game in hand, by the way. So okay. I think for Leeds, um, those, those results that they picked up recently really helped. And uh, now the, you know, the general consensus is, is a little bit more in favor for Marsh. But yeah, man, I mean... Uh, Who would have thought? All you got to win is games. Exactly. Yeah, you, you win games, hell. you get there. Um, but yeah, uh, the table is, is quite, quite insane. Like, when I'm looking at it now, it's like, wow. You know, it's... I didn't Liverpool that. is mid table, Chelsea's mid table. Yeah. Uh <laughs> Newcastle's in the top three. Yeah. Uh, Arsenal's above City. Fuck. Yeah. It has been an entertaining season, I will say. Yeah, it's it's nice. <laughs> it's a change from the from the usual, you know. Yeah, so man. it's I think yeah. it's good for the league. Yeah, of course. Um All right, man. Uh I kind of struggle to think about anything else, uh any any uh, parting thoughts before we turn um, this shit off? Uh, not exactly. I mean, just you know, excited for the World Cup. Can't wait to catch a few games. You know, I, it still hasn't fully sunk in, but once you really just catch that first game, it's like, damn, it's happening. You know, yep, so yep. yeah, it's the soccer fever. It's it's coming soon, and and you know, we can't wait to discuss it. Yeah, man, I'm I'm pretty hyped. Uh, I've been down on just on the logistics specifically, but. You know, in terms of football, this shit, there's nothing like a World Cup, man. I was talking yeah. to my friend about it the other day, and he's like, he's not really a, a you know, a football type guy, but he's like, you know, growing up, and even now, I still measure my life in World Cup increments, you know, so I remember where I was, you know, last World Cup, I remember where I was before that, and, and right now, I'm just really excited for it. You know? Yeah, it's like presidential terms, you know. It's like, <laughs> sure, yeah. It's kind of how, yeah, it's kind of how I think of it. It's like eras, and and this is gonna be one of the most unique ones. 
for various reasons, and you know, I I just hope the football's great. You know, I just want the football to be what grabs the headlines. Mm-hmm. Um, you yeah. know, but that's something that we'll only find out in a few days. And uh, yeah, yeah, and the the crazy thing is, is I felt like the football from the last World Cup was a little lacking. Um, yeah, to an extent, to an extent, it's always hard to measure. You know, like. You know, I slept in for the final. I was, oh, yeah. in, I was in Vegas and I was so hungover <laughs> that I slept in. And I remember kind of peeking my head up from under the blanket, turning on the, the TV, looking at the score and going right back to sleep. Like, oh, OK, I'll catch the second half. Yeah. And then I wake up and I have like a million texts. <laughs> Fuck, man. <laughs> that was a mistake. But anyway. Um, all right, man. Episode 113, two guys, two mics, two pints. We'll have a lot more uh, World Cup uh, chit-chat. And uh, fuck, man, that's it. That's it. Uh, football, Football's about to focus on one point in the world for the next uh, month or so. So be excited. Be merry. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys. Oh. What? I just remembered. Oh. Nah, maybe maybe we could leave it for later. But I just remember we posed that question uh, on on the bottled page oh. for people to give us uh, some of our our listeners to give oh. us their predictions. Oh, this is nice. I just remembered right now. Let me let me just see what people have uh, commented. Um, okay, so first one, somebody said uh, the United States. If you really believe that, place a, place a bet because that's one of the better odds at the moment. I forgot what it was, but uh, yeah. It's. I had looked at it. I don't remember, but I know that my brother and my dad put a bet on Mexico, and the, the payout was, must be great. The, yeah. the payout's crazy. I think they bet like forty bucks, and the win is like six thousand. Jeez, that's not bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, that means that's not gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm gonna just say that the favorites that people are mentioning. Somebody did mention Mexico as well. I will say, uh, some people picked uh, England, Brazil, Argentina. Those have been the three most popular ones I've seen, even like you know just general consensus. I wouldn't be surprised if England did it. Yeah, you never you never officially said who you believe because uh, is the last time you could say it before the tournament starts. France, France. all right, fair play. Yeah, that's the lazy one. But fair uh, play. It's, it's a safe one. It's uh somewhat. Well, I'm Nestor Damas, and, <laughs> and it's funny uh, now, now that I, I say that because uh, I think on Monday. Yeah, I think on Monday my brother texted me. He's like, "Hey, good call on that, uh, on that Manchester City Brentford game." And I'm like, "What, what, what are you talking about?" <laughs> and he and he said, uh, "Oh, well, you you called. Uh, you said that it was one of those stupid games that a city was gonna just lose points to. Uh, you called two one for Brentford." <laughs> You're like, "Yeah." Fuck. I was like, oh, "Yeah." You never know, man. And Nestor Dominic strikes again. Yeah. So uh, yeah, France. Um, I don't know. I think in terms of football, they're probably the best team. You know, I, I, as much as I want to agree with that, I think they are, by the way, very talented. But, like, once you've seen the best version of, of a certain team, I don't know. Oh, that was insane by Curry right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, because last, the last World Cup, man, that, that lineup, very little flaws, you know, front to back. Yeah. But, yeah, man, uh, can't wait. I can't wait, and I can't wait. To hopefully catch a few games with you, uh, oh, we weekend games. We have to. Yeah. yeah, so it's gonna be lit, you know. And uh, let's go. We invite anybody else to uh, 
join. Yeah, yeah. Let's go U.S. and Mexico. You know, I, I want to see them do well. Vamos. Yeah. Yeah, the, uh, the other day someone asked me, like, who are you going for? I'm like, well, I always go for Mexico. And they're like, well, okay, well, what about when they go? It's <laughs> fucking asshole. It, I was like, I got yeah. U.S. I, like, I, I'm going to go for U.S. Yeah. Yeah. No Canada love? Absolutely Bourjon? not. No. no. Ah. Fuck no. Corpo? Shit. <laughs> I'm glad. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, two guys, two, two mics, mics, two pints, two pints, one cup coming soon. Ah, yes. Sir. Mike!